the FemPlus podcast. FemPlus Clinic, the specialized medical service that looks after every aspect of women's healthcare. Hello and welcome to the FemPlus podcast. I'm Breda Brown and today I'm talking to Dr. Rita Gallimberti from FemPlus and I think you're going to find the next 10 minutes very informative and helpful because we're talking about vaginal atrophy. Is that the correct pronunciation, Rita? It is indeed, yes. Okay, and what is it? Because I've absolutely no idea. I've never heard of this before. And many women haven't heard about this, so many women only learn about this when it actually happens to them. Uh, we, we have other names for it. We also call it now genitourinary syndrome of menopause because it doesn't only affect the vagina, but it affects the bladder as well. And what it is, is when the estrogens are not there anymore in menopause, the vaginal skin changes. So there is no vascularization anymore, the skin gets really thin, can become very delicate and very sore, and the same changes can affect the urethra and the bladder. That's what we call it genitourinary syndrome because it does affect all the area of vagina and bladder together. At what point in the menopause then does this happen? It usually happens a few years afterwards because it does take a few years of not having estrogen for women to start develop symptoms. Uh, the process obviously starts a little bit earlier, but to get so bad that you notice something is wrong, it's usually a few years. So typically, if we have women who are deciding not to take HRT in their 50s, they would come forward with symptoms around 55, 56. That's when you usually see it. It sounds extremely uncomfortable. It is, and uh, and it can be very, very distressful for women because, as I said, a lot of women do not know about this, so it does take them a while to realise what's going on and certainly does take them a while to come and look for help. The first thing that will happen to them is that they will might find that they have a, um, a dryness sensation and, and at the beginning they don't really realise it's, it's an actual problem. Uh, it usually presents with difficulty in having sex. Some women find lubricants a little bit helpful, but usually uh, it, after a while it really becomes really really sore to attempt any type of sexual activity. For some other women it will present like recurrent infections. A lot of women come forward thinking they have trosh, they have recurrent trosh and they can get rid of it and, and that's not what's happening to them. Other women will have urinary infection as a symptom and that's another common presentation. So a lot of them may not actually realise that it is a common symptom of the menopause. This is really important because it is a change that will happen to all all women. It's not like other symptoms like hot flushes and night sweats. Some women have more of those or less of those. The vaginal changes are a physiological changes, so it will happen to all women. Not all of women, as I said, will realise what's going on. There was a study done in the UK showing that there was about 70% of women who would have significant symptoms, so symptoms that do affect quality of life. And of all those women, less than 10% will come forward for treatment, which is, which is really small. And what one of the reasons why I think that happens is because women themselves think it's an inevitable thing when they realize what's happening and there's nothing they can do about it. They just have to put up with it. But unfortunately, some of medical colleagues as well will think that it's part of agents. You just have to get on with it. And, and they don't actually offer much solutions to women. So that's why women might not go back a second time for more advice. And that's quite sad because it's actually very treatable. So in terms of treatment then, is oestrogen really the main solution, the main way of doing it? Yeah, oestrogen is certainly the main solution, but there's other things that women can do. We did mention lubricant very briefly. 
they're very, very important, but they don't fix the basis of the problem. I do spend a lot of time with my patient to teach them how to use lubricant, where to put it, how to use it. But what the lubricant does, it does protect the skin you already have. So it's a little bit like using sun cream if you're going in the sun. And it will not cure the cause of the problem, but it's certainly something that women can do. And then you have estrogen, which is an option for all women, even women who cannot take HRT, because in this case, we're talking about using vaginal estrogen. So it's a really, really tiny dose of estrogen. It is put just in the vagina and it only acts locally. So it doesn't increase the risk of breast cancer. It doesn't increase the risk of stroke. It can be basically used by all women. We even give it to women who have had breast cancer themselves. This is what I say to patients to reassure them of how safe it is. Uh, but it does require commitment because you have to insert those little tablets in your vagina. You have to do that sometimes every day, sometimes twice a week. And it, not everybody's prepared to do that. And also it does take quite a long time for women to start seeing some changes in their vagina when they start using this treatment. And with that treatment, how long would you have to take it for? Forever. Have you said right. the menopause yeah. doesn't finish and it lasts forever. So when you stop using the treatment, you go back to square one. You've created some skin changes. You have to maintain it. So as long as you want to be sexually active, as long as you want not to have any symptoms, you can use it and uh, and you should use it. You shouldn't stop it. This is quite important because it's one of the things in the past that doctor used to say to women, you can use like for HRT, we used to say even vaginal HRT, you can use it for three years, you can use it to five years and then stop it. And that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because we say to women, yes, we take away your symptoms. You can have good sex for five years, but that's it. We decided after that you're going back to be very uncomfortable. Obviously, we don't do that anymore and we don't say that anymore. And I really want women to feel assured that they should use it long term, that there are no long term consequences and they should not be afraid to do that. What about laser treatments? I've heard about that. Laser, it's a very new thing and this is something I've been doing for the last two years and it's been a total game changer because uh, it's a relatively new treatment uh, but what it does it basically brings the changes back in the vagina much quicker than the estrogen will do that's the big advantage so it is a laser treatment like laser that you might have heard people using for the face for rejuvenating the face what the laser does it causes a gentle heating of the mucosa of the vagina and it causes collagen to rejuvenate and regenerate and this does bring back changes in the vagina very very quickly now, after that, women will still have to use uh, estrogen to maintain what they've achieved, but they will have changes much quicker. And it's particularly good for women who have had symptoms for a long time and therefore they're very uh, past uh, what the normal vaginal changes will be at the beginning of menopause. And how long would you have to get that laser treatment for to, to see the results? You do it. You do about three treatments. They're about a month apart. And then after that, I have to say most women are okay just continue using the, the estrogen. Uh, but it's a very, very safe treatment and it's a very effective treatment. Um, and I definitely do recommend it for my patients. And are all laser treatments the same? No, they aren't. And this is really, really important because in the past, there was a type of laser called CO2 laser, which is still quite popular in the state. And there's been some concerns on safety of these lasers. There is actually, there were some um, uh, warnings from the FDA in the States about the use of this laser. Because what this laser did do, it destroyed the superficial skin of the vaginal mucosa and then create new skin to growth. And in that way, the regeneration was promoted. 
uh, but that can cause scarring and can cause burning. The new type of lasers, which are erbium lasers, are completely different. They don't cause any burning, they just call it gentle heating, and they're much safer. Uh, they've been now approved by Canada as first-line treatment for genital urinary syndrome of menopause, so they're, they're really, really safe, and they are very different. So it's important when you do your research on laser that you look at what type of laser you're looking at, because sometimes when people put this information on Google, they can see the scary information coming up, and there is a huge difference between the different type of laser. They're not all the same. So pronounce it for me again, vaginal atrophy. Okay, so that's what we need to we need to know and to understand and, and to make sure, as he said, that we can do our research on it. Well, Dr. Rita Gallimberti from FemPlus, thank you. I think we learned loads today. And if you want more information, you can get in touch with Rita at femplus.ie or call 018210999. The FemPlus Podcast. FemPlus Clinic. The specialised medical service that looks after every aspect of women's health care. <laughs>